North Pole Hotline, Mrs. Claus here. My holiday shopping list is so big, I can't wait for Black Friday. Get to Old Navy's biggest sale of the year starting tomorrow. Old Navy? Beat the crowds for 50% off your entire purchase. 50% off? Plus, this Friday only, Old Navy's famous cozy socks are just a buck in stores. Old Navy's giving $1 for every pair sold up to a million dollars to boys and girls clubs. So I can do good, look good, and get 50% off your entire purchase at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 1121 to 1123. Exclusions apply. See store for details. Cozy socks valid 1123 in stores only. Limit 10. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Dr. Low Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Lauren Noel, and thanks again for listening to the show. I uh, was really excited. I, I went online the other day and saw the uh, the reviews for the radio show on the podcast app, and I was just so happy to see what you guys have been writing. It really warms my heart. I read every single one of them, and um, for the person who just recently wrote, who's also a naturopathic doctor, I, I read yours, and thank you so much for giving me that acknowledgement, and that means a lot. It's what keeps me doing these shows, because I know you guys are listening to them and getting a lot out of them, so thank you. And I looked at our stats, and I've had 777,000 listens on the show, which is nuts to me. I thought there was like 500,000 or something like that, which is still a lot. So um, it's really cool stuff. I'm like, I really love that we're spreading this awareness all around the world. Um, let's see. So what do I have for you guys in terms of uh, announcements? And I actually am corresponding with my guest, and she's having a hard time getting on the air. Let me see here. Bear with me one second, you guys. Uh, she's writing to me on Skype. Our guest on the show is a trooper. She is calling in from the um, – oh, I see her on the switchboard. Awesome. She's calling in from the U.K. tonight. Isn't that crazy? It's actually um, 3 o'clock in the morning for her, and she's such a trooper. She really wanted to be on the show, and I thought it was a really important topic, so she just made it happen. So, And, yes, Brianne, I do see you on the switchboard, so we are good to go. <laughs> I know she's probably sweating over there, stressed about it. Um, and, you know, it's live radio. That's what happens when you do live radio. Anyways, announcements for you guys. Let's see. If you missed last week's show, we did a show with Dr. Justin uh, Marchigiani, I think I pronounced it right, on hidden infections and how oftentimes for a lot of these conditions like, you know, the thyroid conditions, autoimmunity, um, hormonal imbalances, Oftentimes for these conditions, the root is actually hidden infections, and it's not talked about often with your doctor because, you know, doctors can't spend as much time with you that they need to to find what's going on with you. So um, listen to the show. Check it out if you have some, if you have some issues going on health-wise and you haven't been able to, un, you know, uh, uncover what's going on with that. Listen to it. It's a really good show. He's really, really smart. I thought that was a great show. That's last week's show. And then next, next week's show, we're having a repeated guest, Dr. Allison Seebecker. She's also a naturopathic doctor, and her specialty is digestive health. And she, her main focus is small intestinal bacterial overgrowth which is a mouthful, but basically having an uh, imbalance in bacteria in your small intestines, and it can contribute to gas, bloating, constipation, diarrhea, abdominal pain, and kind of sounds familiar, right? I mean, this is like the typical symptoms of IBS, and actually 50% of people who have IBS have this condition, and they're, they're not treated appropriately for it. So listen to next week's show if you have any digestive issues or if you know anyone who does, and we'll be talking about more of the up, upcoming research about this condition because that's really her, her uh, expertise. Uh, let's see, upcoming shows, who else is coming up? We have uh, Chris Kresser coming on pretty soon. We're going to be talking about his new book, so excited to get my hands on that, and uh, lots more in the mix. 
So, and happy Thanksgiving to you guys. I didn't even think about it. Thanksgiving is on Thursday. Hope you guys are having um, some family time. You can connect with each other. My challenge to you is to put down your phones and actually talk to each other. Put down Facebook. <laughs> Don't even listen to my show on Thanksgiving. I want you guys to really connect with each other as a family or your friends, your loved ones, and just joining as community. I think. Uh, holidays are especially a good reminder to do that. Uh, let's see. The other great, exciting thing happening, if you guys haven't listened to recent shows, I've just opened my own practice, Shine Natural Medicine. We're about three months into it now, and it's going really well. We have another doctor who's going to be joining pretty soon. We're just working out some details with that. Um, Stephanie Granke, who is a dietitian, she was on the show um, a couple months ago on Rock Your Hormones, and she's amazing. And She does nutritional consults. Um, and lots more coming up with, with the practice. It's been, it's been fun. It's been wild wearing my business hat as much as my doctor hat. It's been pretty fun. Uh, and a learning experience, too. All right, so tonight's topic is a really important one. It's all about core health and how it relates to your overall health within your body. And, you know, I think normally when we think of this, we're just thinking of, okay, just doing some sit-ups and getting your abs strong, but there's a lot more to it, and that's what our guest is going to talk about tonight. So we have Brianne Grogan on the show, and she earned her doctorate in physical therapy from Pacific University in 2006, and she began specializing in women's health physical therapy after becoming pregnant with her son. Her interest in fitness and nutrition brought a holistic viewpoint to her clinical practice. And in 2009, she developed Fem Fusion Fitness, a group of fitness programs for women with a focus on total core strengthening. In addition to her physical therapy credentials, Brianne is also an AFAA certified group fitness instructor, a certified healthy moms peri- perinatal fitness specialist, and a healthy foot practitioner, and the author of Fem Fusion Fitness for Infancy, or sorry, Intimacy, not Infancy, Intimacy. A native Oregonian, Brianne currently lives in Germany with her husband and son, and she and her Fem Fusion team, sorry, I said UK, my bad, Germany. She and her Fem Fusion team members teach fitness classes in Germany and in Anchorage, Alaska, and Brianne shares her work with the world via her book, online video packages, weekly blog posts, and the Fem Fusion Fitness Facebook page. So, Brianne, thank you so much for being on the show at the crack of dawn, and welcome to Dr. La Radio. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Can you hear me okay? I can hear you okay. The, the, I, I hear uh, maybe a slight echo in the background, so if you can turn off the, um, the volume. I don't know if you have it on your computer on. I don't. Okay. Everything is off. Can you? Let me see if it's something on my end. Maybe I can. Hmm. Okay, check, check, okay. one, two. Check, one, two. A little uh, bit of check, echo check. on my end. <laughs> yeah, it's good on you. Let me Okay. my uh, headset. Okay, let me try that. Hello, hello. Hello, oh, hello. Fair. Oh, good. Okay, good. So, Brianne, thanks for being on the show in the middle of the night. I appreciate it. Yes, thanks for having me. I was, um, you know, thrilled. I'm thrilled to be on the show, and I just love your show, Dr. Lowe. I love uh, listening to all the back episodes, so I am catching myself up, just having kind of learned about you, oh, I don't know, a few weeks ago, and I've learned so much from your program already. The uh, oh, awesome. Miracle Morning show was particularly helpful for me. So, Which, which, uh, which show is it, the Hormone Show? The Miracle Morning. Oh, the Miracle Morning. Yeah, it's kind awesome. of an older one, but it was a great one. I just listened to it the other day, and I, I, I think it's fantastic. Do you start your morning with a, with a whole routine like that? 
I do. I already had kind of a, a ritual of my own, but I, I, I've incorporated a few of his tricks. Um, so I'm, I'm improving upon the morning I already started for myself. So cool. thank you for that show. Yes. Yeah. So you live in Germany, is that right? I do. What part I of Germany? Do. Um, in southwest Germany. It's uh, near Kaiserslautern. And we live here because of my husband's job. He works for the Department of Defense. And so, um, you know, he's part of the military community. He's a civilian, but he's a, he's a teacher, actually, for the uh, military kids. So we've lived here for almost three years. Wow. I was thinking, for some reason, I was thinking in the U.K. I was telling my assistant about, about it, and I was like, yeah, she's going to have a really cool British accent. I was totally off. You have an awesome <laughs> no, United States accent. Sorry to disappoint. <laughs> no, not at all. And I spent a little bit of time in Germany. I went to Munich and Berlin, and I absolutely loved it. So it was one of my only trips out to, the, to Europe, but I'm um, looking forward to coming back at some point. Oh, yeah, it's fantastic. It's a great place to raise our son. You know, just having all these countries so close by and different cultures and, and everyone. So, yeah, it's been really a neat experience. Yeah. And um, uh, when I was out there, they were celebrating Christmas, and the, they go nuts with Christmas out there. I mean, the different Christmas, you know, um, little markets and stuff, it was just gorgeous. Yes. Yeah, yeah. In fact, um, on Thanksgiving Day, I guess, you know, that would be tomorrow for me, <laughs> this Wednesday for me. But I think we're going to be going to a Christmas market that's in a cave in the Netherlands. So wow. I'm pretty excited about that. That will be a unique experience for sure. Oh, that's awesome. Lots of photos yeah. for sure. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, as I was saying to you briefly when we talked before the show, I'm really excited for this topic because I think core strength is really important for women's health, and I don't think people typically make that connection between that. So I know we'll dive into that a lot tonight, but I just want to hear a little more about you and what had you get into this as, as a specialty. I know we heard a little bit about your story, but just kind of dive into that a little more for us. Okay, yeah. I um, actually started out after I graduated from PT school, I actually started out working in geriatric uh, physical therapy. So I was working in a skilled nursing facility where a lot of uh, people would come after having uh, hip surgery or maybe they had a fall or cardiac event or a stroke, um, lots of, you know, real big issues that they would come in. And, and oftentimes they would come in, these, these folks we would work with, would come in and they were continent before coming into the facility. Um, but during their time after having their surgery and a period of immobilization and not really being able to move around quite as well, they would often use the um, Depends type uh, protection uh, for incontinence protection. And I tell you, it happened regularly that people would come in continent before their surgery or their fall or whatever had happened to them, and they would leave the facility incontinent. They wouldn't be able to, um, they, they didn't have bladder control. And I am, I, I talk about bladder control like it's, it's no big deal. I know some people maybe feel a little squeamish talking about some of these topics that I, I address every day, so I hope that's not the case right now. But um, it is a really common issue. And I saw it all the time in the skilled nursing facility I was working at. And I just thought, you know, I wonder, um, that, you know, there must be a connection. There obviously is a connection between not moving, not moving around, and, um, you know, losing the, the strength of the postural muscles, the core muscles, the pelvic floor. 
And I, it just kind of planted a seed, I guess. I'd always been interested in women's health and some of these um, issues such as incontinence and pelvic floor dysfunction, but I, I hadn't really pursued it as part of my career until that, again, that planted the seed. And then I, I got pregnant and um, had some of my own women's health issues and just really became more and more interested in the subject and decided to switch career paths and um, took the classes that I needed to specialize in women's health physical therapy and ended up getting a, a new job and worked primarily with women. I did some uh, these basic orthopedic uh, physical therapy, but also really focused my, my practice on um, women's health needs. So I saw women who had pelvic pain, um, a lot of low back pain, which isn't, obviously isn't just a women's health issue, but pelvic pain, pain with intercourse, uh, incontinence, bladder control issues, pelvic organ prolapse, uh, things like that, a bunch of things that women would come to me and they'd say, you know, this is, this is gross. I'm so embarrassed to talk about this. But I, you know, really got to enjoy the feeling of being that person or, or you know, one of the clinicians they could come to and let them talk about it because these are real issues that women deal with all the time. And so I, I loved that role. Um, that's, that's how I decided to specialize in, in physical therapy that, you know, focuses on women's health. And, uh, should I go on about my fitness stuff? Yeah, please do. Tell me more about what your company's about and what you do. Yeah. So I, um, I, I really, I've always been somebody who, I don't know, I guess I have a hard time (laughs) just, uh, staying inside the box. I, I've always wanted to be. Um, creative in my in my career and physical therapy is a good career for that but I wanted to do even more and so I um, I had a hard time just prescribing home exercise programs and kind of again sort of staying inside the box and I wanted to expand a little bit and do more with fitness which really um, came fitness in general came to mean a lot to me in my personal life as just just something that really helped me personally uh, gain a lot of self-confidence, get me through a lot of hard times. And I wanted to help women just really fall in love with fitness and um, give them something that they could do after physical therapy was over, after they were done, you know, quote-unquote done, um, working on strengthening their core muscles, their pelvic floor. I wanted them to be able to do something that they could sort of do do forever and that would be fun and that would make core strengthening and core fitness fun and enjoyable and and would put a smile on their face and that they'd stick to because a lot of women can uh, get great results from focused core strengthening and uh, physical therapy for pelvic floor dysfunction, but often those results don't last because they're not keeping up with the movement and the uh, the focused strengthening that they really need to keep up with to maintain their results. So that's one reason I decided to start Femme Fusion Fitness. Um, besides the fact that I just love, I love to dance. I love to move. I'm not really, I, I'm certainly not trained as a dancer. It's not in my, it's not in my background um, at all. But I took a ton of dance classes when I was in my later college years, early. Um, early adult life, I took a lot of just for fun dance classes, nothing that's serious training, but anything from belly dance to Latin dance to pole dancing to, 
oh, gosh, African dance. I, I did a bunch of other movement classes, gyrotonics and various forms of yoga and uh, kickboxing, everything, Zumba. I loved it all. And I thought, gosh, wouldn't it be fun if I could take what I love, the commonality from all those classes that I loved so much was moving my hips and really, you know, engaging my core muscles in a fun way that wasn't just, you know, kegels or sit-ups or back extension exercises. It was using all of my muscles but getting something fun out of it, feeling a little sexy, feeling a little sassy. And so I thought, well, let's, let's combine um, some dance, some strong power moves like squats and big uh, movements that really address all of the core muscles at the same time, and then some core work on the ground, like Pilates-style core strengthening that really focuses on specific specific muscle groups. Uh, and, and that's why the Femme Fusion came to be. So I'm fusing all of this together and created my class there. And it's been, uh, it's been great. It's been really fun, really, really fun. I, I have the classes, um, and I have some teachers that are now teaching for me in different areas, and it's been super exciting to see it grow. But, you know, really more than anything, my mission in life is to create kind of a more of a community, a community feel where what we're trying to get at, my mission is to help women fall in love with movement and really just feel better through um, daily movement, moving more, and clean eating as well, which is another huge, kind of huge part of my life. So it's kind of a two-pronged approach, which I think you need for real health. Like, I don't think you can just say, oh, I have this fitness program for you. It's going to make you better. Um, you know, you really need, you need to think about other aspects of health, too. So, so that's my long-winded answer. I, <laughs> I should probably let you ask a question, Dr. Lowe. Hopefully, hopefully you got all that. But, um, no, it's yeah. perfect. It's, like, it's kind yeah. of like the whole dancing thing. You know, we've got to kind of let it flow and see how it, how it exactly. evolves on its own. So and yeah. I, a couple of things that stood out from what you said. One is that you incorporate dance into your approach. I absolutely love mm-hmm. that. That's something I'm wanting to focus on for this next year. I've been making my vision board for 2014. And dance is one of the things I want to start doing because I find myself – I'm. I'm creative with, with the medicine I do with patients, but, like, physically I'm not being creative in, in my life and with my body, and I want to, you know, incorporate more of that. So I'm excited to learn more about your approach and maybe even check out some of your videos and try them myself. Um, the other yeah. thing I really love that you said is that um, – is is that this is fun you incorporate fun into your fitness and i think that's a big part of what's missing is that people look at it as a chore or i need to do this to get core strength you know versus this is an expression this is a a creative expression this is expressing joy and i think that it's it's like using your body as art you know that's exactly the way i see it yes uh, exactly and you know, my biggest compliment is when ladies, uh, women leave my class and they're, you know, had a good sweat, they're hurting in a good way, feeling a burn, but they uh, have said to me, I've had quite a few people say to me, oh my gosh, like I, I haven't moved like this, I haven't moved my body like this in, in years. Like it's so amazing to move like a lady and that's my, that's kind of my little, my little taglines that I use is move like a lady. You know, men, men can certainly do hip circles and, 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 <laughs> and hip figure eights and, and things like that, but um, it is definitely a more feminine, a feminine feel and a feminine uh, movement, and we do a lot of that in, in, my, 
in my live classes. We do a little bit of that in my videos, but especially in my live classes, we do a lot of hip circles, and um, it's it's lovely. We we always get a kick out of at least a few of the moves that we do, and people are just <laughs> laughing and having a good time. And again, that's my that's my goal is to make it fun. So. That's really, really cool. So let's kind of take it yeah. back a step and look at the, the topic of core strength. So I know a lot sure. of people, when they think this, they're thinking, okay, I'm going to do some sit-ups, I'm just you know, doing ab work. But what exactly do you mean when you talk about strengthening your core? Sure. Yeah, the core is much more than just the abdominal muscles. So a lot of people do think of, you know, a, a rippling six-pack, you know, as a, as indication of a strong core. But in actuality, that actually potentially could be a problem to just focus on your rectus abdominis or your six-pack muscles. It can throw you out of alignment. It can cause you to your your pelvis to be um, go into a, a posterior pelvic tilt and, and cause some some back issues. So, what you really want to do when you're focusing on total core strength, which is the focus of of what I do and what I think everybody should do, whether they whether they do fem fusion or you know, CrossFit or, or just uh, have their own program where they go on walks or whatever is, is focus on strengthening all of the core muscles, which include the, the pelvic floor, the hip muscles, the abdominals, the back muscles, even the breathing diaphragm is included in the core for, for in, in many people's definitions of the core, including my own. So deep breathing and focusing on your breath and how that works into your motions should be um, should really all be included when you think of the core, not just the abs, not just that six-pack. So we, we focus on all of those muscle groups in my class. And, um, and again, I think if, if you are doing uh, whatever it is that you do in your life for your fitness and you want to include some core work, I really encourage people not just to do a few sit-ups and call it good. There's, there's more to it. And what's the point of this? Like, why is it important to have core strength? Oh, gosh, so important. So, um, you know, core strength, the core is the center of the body. And really, if you think about it, um, everything kind of hooks in (laughs) to the trunk. The legs hook into the trunk. The arms hook into the trunk. The neck hooks into the trunk. Everything is connected. And this is our our powerhouse, as people in uh, the Pilates community uses that term, the powerhouse. And it really is. It's the center of the body. Everything hooks into it. It allows for stability control, balance, Uh, it helps maintain good posture, which is imperative for uh, maintaining back health. So uh, a strong core can help prevent back pain, Um, can help you, of course, keep your alignment and posture to help you prevent back pain. It can help keep you upright. If you didn't have strong core muscles, you'd literally be on the floor. If If you didn't have core muscles at all, you would literally not be able to stand and walk. You need those core muscles to be strong to prevent falls. Um, specifically, if we want to isolate the pelvic floor just for a bit, um, the pelvic floor is kind of a backup to the sphincters around the urethra and the anal areas to help provide for bladder control and bowel control. Um, the pelvic floor can help. A, a nice vital pelvic floor can enhance your sexual experiences. The uh, it, It's just... It's just imperative that you know how to learn how to control the muscles so that you can relax the muscles when you need them to. Like, again, going back to the pelvic floor, uh, you need to know how to relax those muscles during childbirth. Uh, When you're going to the bathroom, uh, whether you're urinating, having a bowel movement, whatever, you need to know how to control these muscles. 
and, and really just be aware of these muscles. I think that's what so many of us are lacking is body awareness. We, you know, we know we have muscles, but when it comes to knowing where they are and how they feel and how they feel when they're strong, how they feel when they're contracted, how they feel when they're relaxed, I think a lot of us um, maybe don't, don't have that awareness. And that's uh, one thing that I hope to change through in my classes and videos and, and again, just, um, just talking to people, hope to get them to, to know their body a little bit. Mm-hmm. So. Love that. I'm so excited. I want to, I'm so excited to start like doing these things for myself. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, it really is important for all, everybody, men and women. But again, I, I have focused my practice on women. I think that I love working with women and, and we do tend to have, again, I, I keep bringing up the pelvic floor. I'm so sorry. It's just what I do. But, hey, I talk um, about poop all the time. So you can talk I, about I, pelvic floor. I do too. I do too. <laughs> <So. laughs> no, it's, Women do tend to have a, a harder, I shouldn't say a harder time, but we do tend to have more problems with the pelvic floor because of the, the way our anatomy is. Our anatomy, anatomically, our pelvic floor muscles are broader. They're uh, thinner and more flexible than the male pelvic floor, partly because we need to allow that flexibility for childbirth, the possibility of childbirth. Whether or not you have a kiddo, you know, we still are built to be able to have children. So um, we have a little extra flexibility in the pelvic floor, which can lead to weakness if you're not, uh, you know, moving, moving around throughout the day often, moving in all positions, squatting, lifting, bending, pushing, pulling. And, you know, I also encourage people to specifically isolate the pelvic floor muscles in the form of kegels, not necessarily every day, but at least a few times a week, you know, focusing on those muscles, learning how to use them when you need them as a backup. Um, so, you know, I think that women do need to focus on that area of their core, maybe more than they tend to in general. I'm saying huge generality here. A lot of women know exactly what I'm talking about, but, but some still don't. So Kegels, you brought up Kegels. What is the frequency and the exact way that you could educate? Like, how would you tell your clients how to do Kegels and how often? Yeah, so that's a real uh, debated topic. And some people say, uh, you know, hundreds a day and or 40 a day or, you know, there's different numbers. And honestly, in my, in my training, um, there never really was, and the, the research that I've looked at, there's never really – been a, a great answer that I've found that I think applies to everybody. I just don't think you can do that. I don't think you can say there's one, there's one specific regimen that everybody needs to do. Um, first of all, before you even start with Kegels, uh, because Kegels are, are important. I don't think, I think, uh, first of all, I think that Kegels themselves are not, they wouldn't really be necessary if our society as a whole moved the way we were meant to be moving. I think if our society as a whole was moving every day, walking all the time, again, squatting to use the bathroom and, um, you know, waiting until their bodies were ready to give birth to their children and, you know, 
doing things naturally, a more natural way, it would be better for our pelvic floor muscles. They'd be naturally stronger, thicker, um, more resilient, more supple, um, but they're not. We do tend to be fairly sedentary, and I really want to, you know, change that. So I think that we need to just move more in general, and that in itself will help you um, help you inherently just have a stronger set of pelvic floor muscles. The more you move, the more you squat and, and, and bend and lift and, and push and pull and all that. But, again, to kind of give a little extra boost to your pelvic floor so that since we don't live in that highly active society, that, I, that utopian society that I think we should still be living in, but since we, we, we don't and we do sit a lot, the Kegel exercises, which is just the pelvic floor muscle isolation, um, can be very helpful to, again, get you to know how to really give those muscles a little extra boost when you need them, like before you're going to cough or before you're going to sneeze, if you can catch those uh, things before they come on. Um, so you can use them if you really have to pee and you are far away from a bathroom, if you're, you know, there's no rest area nearby, if you're going to jump on a trampoline with your kiddos, if you, or, or just by yourself, um, you know, there's all sorts of times you might need a little extra backup to, to maintain bladder control. So the way you do kegels, yeah, the way you do them is you, I'd say probably my, my, my best description, the one that I love the most, is to feel like you are pulling a marble inside into your body, into your vagina. So mm-hmm. feel like you're pulling a marble in and up just using the pelvic floor muscles, which are at the base of your pelvis. So they're not the butt. They're not the abs. They're the inside pelvic floor muscles. And really, if you're doing it, imagining pulling that marble into your body, you shouldn't really see anything else happening from the outside you shouldn't really see much moving it's really just the the inner muscles you you nobody should know that you're doing it from the outside <laughs> your own and little the secret. Other key I, I love what you, you say about the, the marble thing the marble thing is brilliant yeah, the marble, it's, a, it's just to me it's a visualization tool that really um helps i don't know it helps me get the sensation of pulling in and lifting up which is really what right. you want it's a squeeze and a lift so the other half of the contraction, which is really even the most important part of the motion, is, is the relaxation phase. So you need to know how to let those muscles go because you can't get a good contraction unless you are fully relaxed. You need to be able to fully contract and then fully let go. So you've pulled the marble in. You've held it for you know, a few seconds maybe, and then you let it go. You let that marble roll right out across the room as you're laying down. You let it roll right out. So let that it roll right, out. right there is a kegel. <laughs> I love it. Um, what about and again, like there's me? no, as far as frequency and, and uh, repetitions and how often to do it, I just really encourage people to know how to do kegels. To, to, if somebody was coming to me for a specific women's health issue, then I would give them a specific prescription based on their uh, strengths and, and their specific needs. But for the general population, I would say, you know, maybe three times a week, do five to ten kegels. Just, again, just to 
keep those muscles moving. Make sure you really have the awareness of where they are and know how to use them so you can quickly and effectively, you know, activate them when you need them. Again, before you cough or sneeze or when you're going to jump on a trampoline or, or do something that was going to put a lot of pressure on the pelvic floor muscles themselves. One thing I've told patients is every time you're at a red light, just do your Kegels. Yeah, that's great. I love that advice. I think that's a good way to do it. Um, yeah, yeah people have talked about doing Kegels when they're driving, and that's cool, but you just have to make <laughs> sure that you can <laughs> focus, focus on the road because... <laughs> We'll distract you. Um, one thing, though, <laughs> can I just quickly pop in? One thing is not to do kegels when you're um, going to the bathroom, when you're urinating. It's kind of a common, um, it, it's a lot of people will say, oh, do kegels when you're peeing as practice to make sure that you can cut off the flow of urine. And that's, you know, doing a kegel. And that's true that. Um, if you're doing a Kegel correctly, you, you will be able to cut off the flow of urine. But it's just not a good idea to do that on a regular basis. Um, it can, you know, just constantly, con- consistently interrupting the outflow of urine can lead to bladder retention and urinary retention. And that is obviously not a good thing. So I would caution yeah, people I, against I doing that, that regularly. Now, what about yeah. someone, someone like me who who sits a lot at work, and I'm sure a lot of people listening are in the same boat. They sit at work all the time, and they do their maybe daily workout, and then for the rest of the day they're pretty much just sitting. So what are some ideas that you have for, for me or for those kinds of folks? Okay, yes. I, I love that question. So um, there's, there's actually been some really great research done on this. I don't know if, if you saw, and maybe a lot of people saw this, this whole thing about sitting is the new smoking, and it came out as, as this, horrible, this horrible thing that we are, are all doing so much of the day. And um, I found that to be uh, really interesting, an interesting way to phrase it, sitting is the new smoking. I, in one hand, I, on one hand, I thought, oh, my gosh, that's so true, and that's going to really promote awareness about getting, the importance of getting moving throughout the day. But... Um, on the other hand, it's really, it's, it's very, um, I don't know, it's, it just puts a lot of fear into people. I don't want people to think that they can't ever sit. Because um, mm. as I heard from somebody else, if you stand for the whole day, that's not good either. The main idea is that you're varying positions throughout the day. You're changing positions. So I would say for just total body health, total core health, pelvic floor, back, um, everything, just taking movement breaks throughout the day if you sit a lot because your one workout in the morning or in the evening that 45 minutes at the gym or you know hour-long class isn't gonna isn't really much in the grand scheme of the day um i i actually calculated it out once and there's oh my gosh am i gonna get this wrong i think there's 900 minutes in the waking day if you sleep for nine hours at night. If you're 15 hours awake, there's 900 waking minutes. So 30 to 45 minutes, 60 minutes of a workout, and then sitting for the rest of the day is really not, um, it's not much in the grand scheme. So great to get a workout in, but then you need to supplement that with just moving, 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 changing positions. So at work, I, I think a great thing to do, and I'm actually going to write a blog post on this, soon is something we did in in PT school 
And we would always remind our professors if they didn't uh, follow through on remembering about it, but it's called the 30-30 rule, and I love it. It's basically if you've been sitting for 30 minutes, they uh, encouraged us to stand up and do something, just go into a different position, maybe do a back bend, touch our toes, you know, twist out our trunk, whatever, for 30 seconds. So for every 30 minutes, do something else for 30 seconds. So just change positions. It's that movement that's going to really add up throughout the day. And if you can make it longer than 30 seconds, that's even better. Mm-hmm. So setting up I, a timer I think, because you'll forget, yeah. right, unless you actually set a timer. I know I have on my computer something called Time Out. I have a Mac, and I uh-huh. downloaded that. And so every I have it as, um, I think it's every 40, 50 minutes, I have a reminder just to get up, and I walk around. And, but I, I'm going to step it up and do some squats or some sit-ups or push-ups or just kind of keep myself engaged throughout the day. I love it. I love it. That's great that you have a timer. I love that. Yes, I think every office um, worker or person who sits a lot at their job should have that. That's a great idea. Yeah. Um, Do some hip circles. Hip circles are great. (laughs) (laughs) One of the best ways to get your back moving is just circling your hips. It moves your spine in all directions and really, you know, circulates the, the gets your increases your circulation, gets the lymph flowing, and is wonderful for all the joints of the back and the hips. So that's mm-hmm. another thing for Hula you to hoops, add right? to your movement breaks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Circle those hips. Cool. Um, now, what about chairs? Do you have an idea for chairs that you think are best if you're going to be sitting all day? The ones that do the least amount of damage. Oh, my gosh. That's actually, you know, I don't have a solid answer for that. I I have, um, I love those, those saddle chairs. I think those are fantastic. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've seen those, but they put your spine in a nice alignment, nice neutral spine alignment. Um, there's, there's those. You know, you can definitely get the ergonomic office chairs that have a, a nice um, lumbar support. You can still really slouch and lean into those, though. You can also scooch to the edge of them. I had so many of my patients um, tell me that they were working in chairs that were designed not for them. Even if they were ergonomic, um, you know, office chairs, they tended to be designed um, for men, you know. (laughs) If they're not height-adjustable, men tend to be bigger than than many women. And they were often, um, you know, the women were sliding off the ends or they just weren't, if they weren't adjustable for the arms, the armrests, and then the height, and then even the back forward and moving forward and back, it just wasn't necessarily a good fit. And so then they'd slouch. And so I don't know. I have mixed feelings about regular chairs. I do I do like the balls for for people to be able to use the stability balls if they're a proper yeah. height for their computer. I think that's a great way to you know, naturally be changing position regularly because you're slightly bouncing and you, you really can't slump too much on those balls or the ball will slide out from under you. So Right, you'll just fall think, over. Good. Yeah, yeah. So I think they're great. I, um, I personally have a standing desk, but I have a, like kind of a bar stool nearby, so I'm not standing the whole time. Like I'll, I'll stand for a while and then I'll sit on my, my bar stool that's the right height so that I'm still, you know, at the right height for my keyboard and my computer. Um, but just being able to move quickly between the positions I think is, is important for people. So, yeah. Do you have any other tips you can share about having better posture? 
Um, yeah, let's see. I have a whole – I actually have a video about – actually, I was going to mention, too, I have a video called Chained to Your Desk. It's a YouTube video, and it's just a quick, Ooh. silly, casual video that has some ideas for um, exercises you can do at an, at an, in an office chair. <laughs> so, um, How would someone find that, that video? I can, yeah, it's on YouTube. And, you know, I was thinking I could um, – I could very easily do a little blog post after this show that links to some of the things that we talk about today. Um, that would be great. I could, I could do that, yeah. So I'll put it on there. But if you, know, if you want to look at it now, on YouTube I have a channel, Femfusion Fitness, and um, uh, I have a video called Chained to a Desk. So it's <laughs> on there. But I will find it for you. I also have a video about posture um, and how to find perfect posture. I think one thing people don't think of when they find perfect posture is they don't think about starting at their feet. And I like to start at the feet. Um, A lot of times people, when they're standing, will stand with one foot or both feet turned out. Oftentimes it's just one foot. It's kind of a funny thing. People um, need to think of their alignment starting at the bottom and working their way up. At least that's the way I like to think about it. That's one way I've been taught, and I think it's very helpful. So, you know, your feet are, are your your base, so you need to point your feet straight forward and then working your way up. You think about your – one way to think about it is that there's a um, bowl of water in your pelvis, and you think of that bowl of water being still. If you tilt your – pelvis forward too much if you um, are, are very extremely sway-backed, I guess I should say. It's like, like if you have a really big arch, that bowl of water is going to tip forward and the water is going to splash forward. If you tuck your tail under and go into uh, posterior pelvic tilt, so your low back is really flat and your tail's tucked under, your, your butt's tucked under because you're trying to you know, hide your booty or whatever it is. <laughs> that might make that happen, um, the water is going to splash backward out of the bowl. So you want to think about finding that neutral alignment where your water bowl is still and the water is staying inside your water bowl. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. Okay, I, I, lo- I like thinking about that. You can also think about your waistband basically being level to the parallel to the floor. And then from there you want to think about you know, lifting your chest, making your shoulders point outward away from each other like they're pointing toward two targets, one on the right, one on the left. Your shoulders are, are um, you know, pointing outward and, and pulling um, apart so that your chest is open and that really allows you to get a full breath of air to really oxygenate your tissues. Um, and then from there the crown of your head needs to lift toward the ceiling. So it's really um, just little basics like that. You want to be in alignment, the head over the hips over the heels, um, not pitching too far forward or, you know, certainly not pitching too far back. But it's, um, it's simple, but it's something that we all need to check in regularly and make sure that we're, that we're doing these things to maintain back health because, gosh, back pain is like, uh, I think it's the leading cause of missed days from work. It's a you know, huge problem for productivity among people and just, you know, quality of life. So, yeah. yeah. I know one of the things that um, when we were doing our email correspondence, you've mentioned that a lot of these core strengthening exercises can help things like pelvic floor dysfunction, painful sex, incontinence, low libido, constipation, um, uterine prolapse. I mean, it goes on and on. And I'd love to hear some actual, like, real-life examples of clients you've worked with and some success stories that they have out of, you know, out of doing this to work with you. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, yeah, let's see. I actually, so one, one probably my most resounding success, success story um, was from, from my clinical days when I was doing more clinical. Right now I'm really focused more on the fitness program, my Femfusion, um, but when I was in clinical practice and working just with women's health, physical therapy, and um, one of my best success stories was actually having less to do with strengthening the, the pelvic floor muscles per se, but more having to do with letting, uh, again, improving body awareness, improving that mind-body connection, and, and helping uh, a client learn how to relax and let those muscles go. Um, she was a woman who had a lot of pain with intercourse, and she was a new a newlywed and um, was unable to, to have sex with her husband. And she, you know, it caused a lot of a lot of emotional problems. And and she was really it was really an upsetting issue for her. So we did a lot of work just improving body awareness. There was some manual work we did, some you know all sorts of different uh, techniques we used to help this woman. But you know, she came back. Um, I saw her just out and about when I was um, just in the community, and she told me, you know, after she had successfully, quote-unquote, graduated from PT and working uh, those muscles, learning how to find them, how to relax them, um, and ultimately how to contract them eventually, but first we had to relax. She got pregnant. She was pregnant. She was actually pregnant when I saw her, and it was so amazing to me. I thought, oh, my gosh. I had a hand, you know, it wasn't all me, of course, she, I'm sure there was other factors, but I had a hand in, in changing this woman's life, you know, and helping her, her get pregnant. So that was um, a really neat story, uh, I thought, about just learning, learning about those muscles and, and how to relax them. As far as strengthening the muscles, I've had, I've had quite a few women say that their prolapse, which is when the, the pelvic organs are, uh, the bladder is, is very common, or the uterus, as you mentioned, or um, the vaginal vault, if, if somebody's had a hysterectomy, or even the rectum, kind of a, sort of push into the vaginal wall, and kind of a, they can sometimes bulge outside of the, the vagina, and that would be a very advanced prolapse. Now, when um, women who have come to me who've had prolapse that's not that far advanced, if it's actually bulging outside of the vaginal area, then it, then it will probably need surgery to correct. But um, when it's not quite that far advanced, I've had women actually go back to their doctors and their prolapse has, has reversed to the point that they're not, it's very, very mild. It's gone from a moderate to a mild or, um, you know, to the point where they don't need a pessary anymore, which is a device that can help hold the prolapsed um, organs in place. So that's been exciting. Um, and then I've had quite a few people uh, say that their you know, incontinence, of course, has, has been helped. And then the back pain. I, I keep going back to back pain, but that's one of the biggest, for my fitness class, my fan fusion class, it's one of the biggest things that people have, have told me is that they don't have back pain anymore. They don't have knee pain. They don't have hip pain. Their joints are feeling so much better. And I think that's really because of all the movement, the multiplanar, all directions movement that, that I incorporate into my class. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice work. That's pretty exciting stuff. Thanks. <laughs> I have fun with it. 
Yeah, it feels so good to be able to help people's lives in such a you know significant way. And it can seem, I'm sure, at times you're like, oh, it's just the core. But no, really, like you're you are helping a person restructure their body and help them work better, you know, on the inside out. So it's it's really amazing stuff. What about pregnancy? Do you recommend that um, women who are pregnant do this kind of work? Yes, absolutely. It's a, a little different with um, during pregnancy. We don't want to be. Um, we really do want to focus on. We always want to focus on the relaxation phase, but we definitely want to focus on that, especially with pregnant women, because we don't want to just be tightening, tightening, tightening everything up ever, but especially with um, pregnant women. They need to learn how to let go. They need to, um, especially considering the pelvic floor. The abdominals, too. You do want to do gentle strengthening exercises for the abdominal muscles, but we also need to allow for the fact that the abdomen is going to be expanding and things will be working differently in the in the muscular you know musculoskeletal structure of the of the woman but you can still um focus on posture women who are pregnant tend to have their posture pulled all completely out of alignment um because of the changes in their body their you know breasts are increasing in size their bellies increasing everything is being pulled forward and right. um, so you know focusing on knowing how to find and maintain good posture, gently strengthening the core muscles, you know, strengthening the pelvic floor, but also working on the relaxation um, is really important. You need those abs to be, to be strong, though. You don't want to just completely stop core work when you're pregnant because they need to be strong in order to help with the pushing phase of labor and to um, help you be able to bounce back after having the baby. Right, I think sure. one of the most important things for pregnancy is um, walking, 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 walking. I, mm. uh, I'm convinced that my own pregnancy was aided by uh, just having a job at the time. Um, again, I was, when I was pregnant, I was working in a really large, skilled nursing facility that required that I walk, walk, walk the halls. I was walking all day, and it, I, I really think that was one thing that helped me have a fast easy, you know, issue-free delivery. I was pretty lucky in that way. So mm. just keeping the muscles supple and strong and moving. I wonder if doing the, the pelvic floor work helps to prevent tearing during during delivery. Yeah, that's um, debatable. Some people say yes. I think that my, my opinion and, and some of the things that I've read that have said yes is that it, it will help because you are – when you're working those muscles and focusing on those muscles, contracting and relaxing, of course, you are improving um, circulation to that area, which is going to improve tissue health. You're going to be improving, you know, vascularity, and then you're going to be uh, improving just, uh, you know, neurolo- neurologically everything will be firing. So you're going to be using those muscles. Nerves mm-hmm. will be firing. Circulation will be there. The tissue health is going to be there. Vitality is going to be there. And so that in itself can can help um, with the tissue integrity. Now, mm-hmm. uh, you know, knowing how to relax the muscles as well, again, just having that body awareness and then knowing how to relax them is going to help potentially prevent tearing as well. It, it's not going to prevent it. Some some women just, just tear. But I think, you know, if you're doing all you can, um, this is when – great step that you can add to your program if, if you're pregnant and you're not already, you know, focusing on core and pelvic floor health, um, I think it's important to do so. Yeah, 
Yeah. Let's switch gears and talk about the guys for a little bit. So um, what are some, some benefits for a man to be doing some core work and pelvic floor work? Yeah, so um, core work, like let's, of course the pelvic floor is part of the core, but I'm going to kind of focus on, on the whole core again, the, the back and the abs and the hips and all that. I think that, I think that that is something missing from a lot of men's uh, workout programs, and that's, again, a huge sweeping statement, generality right there. Um, but a lot of the men I know tend to kind of favor their, you know, big arm, you know, their, their weightlifting. Maybe they'll do their squats, and that's great. That's going to be working the hips and, and working some of those core muscles. But I think a lot of men could benefit from not just thinking about the legs, not just thinking about their built arms, but thinking about those core muscles, again, pelvic floor, especially though the abs and the back in, the, in this case, in the case of males, um, to support their spine and to keep their back feeling good, feeling strong. Um, they need to do it in order to have uh, ultimate powerhouse strength for their, their lifting or their power moves that they might want to do. Again, I'm totally speaking in huge generalities here. I'm not just saying men only lift weights. That's not what I'm trying to get at. But again, from the experience of men that I, that I have uh, worked closely with and that I know in my life, uh, my husband <clears throat> and some others, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I think knowing, making sure that, that isolated core strengthening does have a place in their workout program would be beneficial for them. The pelvic floor in particular, again, does tend to be doesn't tend to have quite as much um, potential for dysfunction in men as in women. However, men, of course, do have a pelvic floor, and they can work those pelvic floor muscles. And a lot of men actually do have incontinence um, after having um, uh, uh, surgery in, for um, um, prostate. Excuse me, I almost, <laughs> I almost lost the word <laughs> prostate surgery. Uh, men often will have issues with bladder leakage after prostate surgery. So um, there have been some studies showing that, that men can, you know, men can improve their incontinence or reduce their risk of incontinence by working the pelvic floor muscles doing basically kegels, just like women can. So men can do kegels. Usually they can know that they're doing it right by um, their, <laughs> their, they will, you know, see motion <laughs> as they do their kegel they will see uh, externally see motion they'll see a lift and then a, a relax and um that will <laughs> see i don't work with men obviously i have no problem talking about vaginas but with men it's uh, it's different um so yeah they they can do kegels they can do pelvic floor strengthening exercises focusing again on the contraction and the relaxation but i just would encourage men to to keep in mind that when they do their core work, just like with women, please don't just focus on getting a six-pack and looking ripped and then working your arms and your legs. You know, you want to really balance all of the core, you know, work, work the, you know, make sure you're doing your squats to work your glutes, make sure you're maybe doing some, something that will get some hip rotation happening. Um, you know, definitely work your back and your abs uh, equally uh, uh, you know, breathe when you're doing your exercises, breathe deeply and fully. So for the yeah. people that are listening, work that core. 
<laughs> Work that core, men. And uh, yes. Brianna, I was looking at your website today. You have some really great programs that are all listed there. So tell our listeners a little bit about what you offer on your on your website. So I have um, we have our classes, and our classes are somewhat limited. We really um, are. Uh, uh, one of my teachers teaches here on, an, on one of the military bases. I teach here in Germany as well. On it's uh, mostly with uh, U.S. military. Uh, people, spouses, and and women, and women who work in the in the military community. Um, so that's our Germany programs. We also have classes, fan fusion classes in um, Anchorage, Alaska, uh, taught by Amy Robichek. And then, in addition to that, we have videos that um, we're we're really expanding that side. We have the free YouTube videos, which are accessible to anyone. And then we have some more. Uh, you know, slightly higher quality, not filmed with my iPhone um, videos <laughs> that are uh, available for purchase on the website. And there's right now we have four videos, and one of them is actually a um, nutrition package. And I'm not a nutritionist, and I'm not a chef. I'm not, a, you know, a registered dietitian or anything like that. But it is food is eating clean is really kind of my other passion and the other one of the other aspects of, of health that I really want to promote to people. And so I do have a package called Nourish that has some videos and some recipes um, from my years and years of experience dealing with my own food, food intolerances and significant uh, gastrointestinal issues that I've, that I've had over the years and just how I've recovered from, from that by really basically adopting a paleo diet. Um, mm-hmm. So that's, there's that. And then I have a, a new uh, video package called Wake Up, Wind Down, which is AM and PM fitness for energy and relaxation. That's a really I saw neat, that. Um, that looks amazing. I love that. Yeah, I really like that one. It's, um, that one I, I, it's kind of has a special place in my heart. It was the music I use on it is from an artist that I actually um, found in France when we were on a little vacation there in Avignon. He was playing um, in in one of the, the squares there, and I heard him, and I loved his music, and I bought his CD and ended up, I, I couldn't stop listening to it, and I ended up contacting him and asking him if I could use it on um, one of my videos, and he said yes, and it was just so cool. So. I really like the music. I, I hope that it's a new video. I'm, I'm waiting to get some good feedback from people. I've gotten a little bit of feedback. I need more. So um, I, I think it's a fantastic video series. It's a great energizing way to start your day and then a nice cool, cool down, wind down, kind of more stretching focused routine for the evening. Um, and then I have the signature series is basically so someone can get a feel of what my classes are like. Um, I have, there's a sculpt video on there, which is more, it uses lightweights, and then there's a 60-minute routine that's very similar to my classes, although the music is a little different, and then um, a short one as well. And then um, uh, we have some new videos that are coming out as well. They'll be out fairly soon. One is I'm really excited about is therapeutic movement for hip and back pain, and that's going to include a video about foam rolling, which I love the foam roller. Um, so a foam rolling video, a strengthen video, and then a stretch video. And then there's going to be a quick core workout, so five quick uh, less than 15-minute workouts that are going to just address all the core muscles. So oh, it's, I've got fun stuff coming, and 
and I've just been having fun with it. That's really great. Again, I think what fun, you're doing fun is, is my amazing. fun is my word. Yeah, yeah. it's good. No, I, I really I. I, I think that your your products have um, different um, you know a different focus, which I really love. Like each one is something that's really unique, and I think it's really really needed and very under um, utilized in a lot of different health or you know uh, fitness genres. So I can see how this is really going to help a lot of people. And and I think as people become more and more stagnant and just sit as much as we do, this is going to be even that much more of a need. So I think what you're doing is really really great. So I just want to really acknowledge you for that. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, I yeah, I just really want people to um know that it's not I'm not trying to, you know, sell my brand of fitness, the Femfusion. I I love it. <laughs> but I I'm not trying to say that Femfusion is the only way to go. You know, whatever it is that you love, you know, find something you love whether it's CrossFit or Zumba or Femfusion or walking or swimming or whatever and then just do it. And in addition to doing that, move more, move throughout the day. Um, I actually, do you mind if I talk about a little challenge that I have coming up Please in December? Please do. Go for it. Yeah, I have a, um, it's called my December Move More Challenge. And it's basically anybody can, it's just a, it's a PDF calendar that you can download for the month of December. And every day there's um, hyperlinks that, are, that click to um, some of my favorite videos for um, for quick little core strengthening, core-focused fitness routine. Some of the videos are mine. Some are from other uh, YouTubers that I really love working, uh, watching. So just quick little core workouts every single day, even the holidays. I don't want people to – it's so easy to use the holidays and, as an excuse for, you know, really slipping off track of your workout schedule and your food, your eating, all of that. So um, this is every day throughout the holiday, um, the holiday months, the main holiday month, and also there's going to be a there's a weekly movement challenge. So you have your weekly movement challenge that just kind of is an overarching theme for the week, and then the daily uh, fitness videos. And anybody can sign up for or can get a hold of that calendar by signing up for my um, email newsletter. And my newsletter is just for me. It's not spam or certainly nothing I share with anybody. It's just for Femfusion Fitness. And we I send out emails uh, usually twice a month is all. Uh, try not to bother people too much. But but that's how you access the, the uh, Move More Challenge calendar for the month of December. Um, and I'll also be posting the links to the videos on my Facebook page, which is um, facebook.com slash Femfusion Fitness. So it's just kind of a fun fun way to hopefully get people moving more this December and feeling great during the holidays. Yeah. Amen, sister. I love what yeah. you are doing. I think it's wonderful. Um, Thank you. I, I really appreciate you getting up at 3 in the morning, um, Germany time, oh, yeah. to be on the show. <laughs> um, well, I just start my miracle morning now. I'm going to start my day early. <laughs> I, I tried to go to bed early last night, and <laughs> I just have a glorious day spread out in front of me. Oh, I love that. A glorious day that's got in front of you. That's so great. Um, awesome. Well, Brianne, before I let you go, do you have any parting words? Um, no, just, uh, you know, eat clean, move every day. It's my, it's my motto, and I think two parts of living, a, of living a, your happiest, healthiest life because you've got to work for it, but it's worth it. Yeah. It is so worth it, especially as women. I think a lot of times we take care of everyone else before ourselves, and this is something that is 
it is a non-negotiable has to happen for us to be the best versions of who we are. So it's a great Absolutely. reminder. Thank you so much for that. And um, enjoy the rest of your day. Have a wonderful Thanksgiving, and uh, we'll talk real soon. Thank you. You too. Thanks for okay. having me. Okay. No problem. Bye. Bye. All right, you guys, that's our show. That was Brianne Grogan. Go ahead and check out her website, femfusionfitness.com. Love that stuff. Love what she's doing out there. Um, and I'd love to also hear from you guys. Once you do some of these exercises, send me a message. Let me know how it's going. Love to hold you guys accountable to that. And next week's show, we have Dr. Allison C. Becker. We're going to be talking about digestive health. Of course, you guys know my favorite topic is poop, and we're going to be talking all about it and what it means when it's not going right and how to get your digestion back on track. So check that out. You guys can check me out, drlaurennoel.com and shinenaturalmedicine.com. Have a wonderful rest of your week. Happy Thanksgiving, and I will check you guys next week. Take care. Bye. North Pole Hotline, Mrs. Claus here. My holiday shopping list is so big, I can't wait for Black Friday. Get to Old Navy's biggest sale of the year starting tomorrow. Old Navy? Beat the crowds for 50% off your entire purchase. 50% off? Plus, this Friday only, Old Navy's famous cozy socks are just a buck in stores. Old Navy's giving $1 for every pair sold up to a million dollars to boys and girls clubs. So I can do good, look good, and get 50% off your entire purchase at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 1121 to 1123. Exclusions apply. See store for details. Cozy socks valid 1123 in stores only. Limit 10. North Pole Hotline, Mrs. Claus here. My holiday shopping list is so big, I can't wait for Black Friday. Get to Old Navy's biggest sale of the year starting tomorrow. Old Navy? Beat the crowds for 50% off your entire purchase. 50% off? Plus, this Friday only, Old Navy's famous cozy socks are just a buck in stores. Old Navy's giving $1 for every pair sold up to a million dollars to boys and girls clubs. So I can do good, look good, and get 50% off your entire purchase at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 1121 to 1123. Exclusions apply. See store for details. Cozy socks valid 1123 in stores only. Limit 10.